everyone, Monday, February 14th, Friday at night, we saw geopolitical tensions taking hold over in the US and globally, fears that Russia will invade Ukraine, unsettling the market. There were reports an attack by Russia is imminent. And over the weekend, we saw Biden saying that things could go crazy quickly, but then also warning Putin of swift and severe costs should Russia invade. The White House report added any invasion could involve airstrikes and ground seizures. And the BBC reported that the UK has told British nationals to leave Ukraine immediately. Heard similar reports out of the US and Russia. So everyone's just fleeing Ukraine by the sounds of it. The Dow fell 504 points or 1.43%, closing near its lows after being in mild positive territory earlier in the session. The S&P 500 dropped 1.9% and the NASDAQ was again the worst hit down 2.78%. Have to wonder if the Russia-Ukraine stuff is a bit more of an excuse to reduce risk. Uh, European markets fared a little bit better, but were still in negative territory. Our futures were down 33 points this morning or 0.46%. I think we've opened a little bit better than that, but still down. Other items of note from Friday night, the fallout from the CPI number continued with Goldman Sachs moving their expectations from five 2022 rate hikes up to seven. Though we did hear from Richmond's Fed Barkin that the Fed does not yet favor a 50 basis point or intermediate move. So that is a little bit of positivity there. The University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index fell to 61.7, which is a margin below the 67 that was expected. And it marked the lowest reading since October 2011. The survey also found expectations for inflation over the next year rose to 5% from January's expectation of 4.9%, which is only a small rise, but it is the highest level we've seen since July 2008. Uh, Treasuries rallied, which meant yields fell. The US 10-year yield moved back below 2%. Gold was up 0.3%, typically a good performer through conflict. And WTI crude settled up 3.6% on those tensions. This week, we've got a massive pile of results that we're going to be working through. Tom, what have we got happening there and what else do we need to look out for? So it's the busiest week of reporting season this week. So it's a lot of fun for Leighton and myself getting across those. Today, we have Bendigo and Adelaide Bank, Borrell, JB Hi-Fi, Car Sales, Horizon, some of the main ones. I should just point out the market started open up positive. Golden energy stocks be convincingly higher on the back of those Ukraine fears as you were talking about, Ben. Bendigo and Adelaide Bank back on the results front up 0.5% in early trade net interest margin falling 14 basis points and that's the biggest fall we've seen out of any of the banks this reporting season it's worth noting that their net interest margin is now at 2.09% and that's the only bank with a NIM above 2% JB Hi-Fi up more than 2% announced a $250 million buyback so the market enjoying that they also had preliminary numbers out in January so nothing was was upsetting there. Most of the result, the numbers were in line, I should say. Crown has accepted Blackstone's $8.9 billion bid. Horizon cut its dividend around 30% to 10.5 cents. Beach Energy bid higher on the back of the oil price jumping, but profit was also up 66%. So higher energy prices really helping there. No major economic events today, but we do have RBA minutes, domestic unemployment, FOMC minutes, and US producer prices this week. So a busy week of economic stuff, but also results. And lastly, Collins Food, the operator and owner of KFC, is understood to be looking at Boost Juice as a possible acquisition. So a few interesting things going on, but very heavy results today. So that's the main point. So you can balance out your KFC with a healthy Boost Juice to make yeah, yourself feel a little bit better. That's it, maybe they're trying to think a bit more positively on the health side. Lovely. Thanks, Tom. Layden, any interesting broker stuff you want to chuck in there? There's not heaps yet this morning. There was 
was some for baby bunting. Uh, their results on Friday and profits were up 12%. They also raised their dividends. The share price finished down 3%, which was surprising. The broker recommendations this morning, got Morgan's with an ad recommendation, Quarry with an outperform, City with a buy, Morgan Stanley with an overweight and Ord Minute with a buy. And the average target price is 19.8% above the current share price. So pretty good there. Other than that, there was not much new from this morning. There was just a few from last Friday afternoon that came out. Uh, we've got Blue Scope Steel. Orbminet has a buy rating with a target price 42% above the current share price. An Ocean Gold Corporation. Quarry has an outperform rating with a target price of 53% above the current share price. So a couple there to look at, but other than that, not much. Great. Thank you, Leighton. Chris, I heard you furiously typing this morning in the our little office. So I'm sure you've got lots in your section today. I was actually just typing up my resignation letter, but uh, anyway, closed champion iron on Friday, just took some risk off the table, was concerned about the weakness in the market and then the terrible lead that we had obviously heading into today's session. So seven winning trades in a row in the trading ideas section. Uh, that's pretty nice. Then today I've written about, this is what I was actually writing about, my Manic Monday stuff. So just looking at the risks in the market, inflation, of course, geopolitical risk. We know those ones. And the old Super Bowl indicator is, of course, Super Bowl Sunday in America, the Bengals playing the Rams. The Super Bowl indicator says that if an AFC team, so that's the American Football Conference of the NFL, wins, then that means the market will go down for the year. And if a team from the NFC uh, wins, that means the market will go up. It has an 80% accuracy rate. Of course, it's totally ridiculous and totally irrelevant. Just a bit of fun for anyone watching the Super Bowl. And for the market to go up this year, we want to see the LA Rams win. That is my pick. Ben is backing the Bengals. Uh, so I'm a bull. Ben's a bear. Let's see how all of that shakes <laughs> out. So go Rams. Thank you, Chris. Just want the up-and-comers that are doing it for themselves to get up. So, But hopefully for the market, it is the Rams. Henry, what do you got for us today? Not huge amounts. Uh, just obviously the gold price has uh, been uh, pretty buoyant and uh, there's certainly some money going into gold today. Uh, first thing, uh, that's obviously the leverage way to play it. Most gold companies don't really hedge unless they are told to by their banks. So that is certainly where the leverage is. Likes of Northern Stars up nearly 7% today. Evolution up 7.6%. Uh, Oil and gas also doing well, although I've got to say it's hard to get. There's not a lot of oil and gas stocks anymore in Australia. I think that's probably a, a sign of the underinvestment, but it's hard to find oil and gas stocks and apart from Santos and Woodside in the big league. But of course, oil search has disappeared as well as what's the other and BHP, of course, no longer uh, in the oil and gas business. So big ones are hard, but certainly oil and gas doing well. The usual Monday look at some of the basket. What does highlight is how far the lithium stocks have fallen uh, and there's a good article in the Sydney Morning Herald I think or the before the AFR today on lithium stocks and supply and demand uh, so certainly for the next year or so uh, the demand is high the supply is low but after 2024 25 uh, there is a risk that we will see a deluge of supply as a lot of these new guys are coming on stream with their lithium. And just the link to the recording of Ask the Analyst on Friday, which was a pretty good fun session. Some good questions from people there. Um, and a look at some of the takeover plays. Still like Bapcore as a classic takeover play. That, that's one that we added to the, um, the small cap portfolio last week. So if I saw that come back a bit further, I'd be really happy because I'd like to buy a lot more Bapcore. 
cool. Henry, did you see the uh, chatter about a possible acquisition of GPT Group? Do you reckon that's uh, something likely going through? No, um, I did see that. Yes, I, I think it's probably unlikely, but you never know your luck in a big city. But uh, I think that's, you know, we, there is certainly some stuff happening in the REIT sector, Charter Hall. Uh, have um, got, um, I think they've got exclusivity now with the Iron Gate Group. So there is there's things happening in that sector and it makes sense to put them together. All of them have done pretty well in the last few years because of low interest rates and property valuations higher, which is where really what drives their pricing. But uh, with rates going higher and maybe valuations under some pressure going forward, uh, maybe the one way to grow is through M&A activity. But um, I think GPT may be just a little bit too big to, uh, to buy. Who knows? Fantastic. Thank you, Henry. I'll bounce off uh, your lithium writings with a just blatant plug for the On The Desk podcast we did last week in which Chris and I did the lithium debate. Great and debate. Yes, it's, it was an introductory debate. Hopefully they'll get better, but uh, it's a very interesting topic. So I'm keen to read your stuff today, Henry. Uh, Chichi, I believe you have an update for us. Yeah, thanks for reminding everyone about the Honor Desk podcast last week. Please also note that the um, Ask and Analyst uh, podcast is available in the Saturday email that went out to our members. Our February stock picks will be available on the website, on the homepage, and in the newsletter as well. Henry just finished ABC, so there's nothing rest for him today. Chart chat with Chris. That's coming up this Friday? Yes, that's coming up on Friday 18th at 12. Plenty of, uh, plenty of seats still available for anyone who wants to register. Yes, um, members can book and register via the newsletter. And we'll close out with a question as we always do Chris brought the question to the table today and it is what stock have you bought simply because you like what the company does Chris you asked the question so you can kick us off yeah so uh, Ferrari is a stock that I have bought just for uh, well because it's you Ferrari, own a Ferrari well yeah thanks for stealing my thunder there Tom it's the, I was going to say it's the closest I'll ever get to actually owning a Ferrari the stock code is race if that's not reason enough to buy it then I don't know what is uh, my head was telling me that I should own this stock because they are uh, producing an SUV, much like Lamborghini and all the others have, and that will increase their sales volumes. But at the end of the day, I just want to own a Ferrari, so I bought the stock. Fair enough. Tom? Uh, another one on the car theme, and this is ARB, and that's purely because my father and brother are really big into four-wheel driving and the amount of money they are pouring into their add-ons to their cars is incredible and it's just something you can constantly spend more and more and more on they still they make good products i think it's a great business sounds like i've got you under the thumb i'll just borrow their cars that's the that's the key to my success <laughs> henry oh i don't know really i don't think i've ever um after day there's not one that springs to mind sorry that's all right we'll come back next time Layden, you got one for us? Not a company, but because I studied a Bachelor of Science of Environmental Science at uni, and it was the first one that I bought was Sustainability ETF. So, yeah, that checks out. Nice to have a scientist with us. And someone actually making a noble decision rather than just buying a race car or, yes. a, or an add-on company. Yes. Well, I don't have one that I personally bought, but I thought in the spirit of Super Bowl Sunday in the US, well, I would just bring up a few listed sporting teams that you can buy if you happen to be a supporter. And unfortunately, none of them are my teams, but it is a little bit interesting. We've got the Brisbane Broncos, which are, of course, an NRL team on the listed on the ASX with a $70 million market cap. Slightly bigger. We've got Manchester United <laughs> listed on the New York Stock Exchange with a $2.3 billion market cap. And then even bigger than that, we've got WWE, which of course the wrestling slash acting company. That's not a sport, yeah. Listed on the New York Stock Exchange with a $4 billion market cap. So if you ever wanted to be a owner of a professional sporting team or league, that might be your go. You can also buy access to 
for the Knicks. It's the Madison Square Garden company, which owns the Knicks and someone else, but the New York Knicks is owned yeah. by Manchester as well. Which... Yeah, very good. All right, well, thank you, everyone. Let's have a good week and see you tomorrow morning. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.